Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you all week so far. We've been talking a lot about relationships. Um, mainly, you know, a lot of the topics I bring up are things that are coming out of my own personal life, but also things that keep coming into my office. We're going to be talking tonight about the differences between a red flag, a deal breaker, and a uh, pet peeve. There are massive distinctions between the three, sometimes a little bit of a gray area, but um, I think people mislabel, miscategorize, and stay in things that are not good for them, leave too soon. That's actually one of the big problems too, people jumping out at the smallest infractions. So we're going to break down the distinctions between those three. I think it's really important. And uh, DMs, we'll be gliding into those courtesy of Astroglide. So if you got a DM for us, that means any question you got, you've got an answer for you or a topic you want covered, let us know. Again, that's on our Loveline IG page. Um, yeah, past shows though, check them out. We are channelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face and click on it. Bam, there it is. Because earlier in the show, we were talking about the psychology of dating, right? And dating apps. What are the things we need to think about when utilizing the app, stepping into dating? And then uh, later in the week, we started moving into um, affairs and things like that. So we're kind of on a little bit of a journey here. This is something that I found myself over the past couple of weeks reiterating often, and I love that. There are certain themes. We also see this generally in the mental health field where every couple of years, a new diagnosis becomes favored. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm having some allergy stuff. Again, it's all about being at home with the air conditioning on because of this heat wave, and so my sinuses. I also have a little fur baby that runs around cat owners out there because I'm a cat person. I actually didn't think I was really a pet person, but apparently I'm a cat person. Um, although I'm allergic to them, but I do fine with mine. But to all my cat lovers out there, there's little fur balls. They're just like little dust bunnies that roll through the wind. Yeah, they get in our way. But um, let's kind of dive in though and talk about this distinction. So broad strokes before we get into specifics, there is a difference, okay, between a annoying, I'm going to try to put them on a continuum from minor to major. Minor would be us going from something that's a pet peeve, which means it's annoying, you know, it's annoying, it's not our favorite thing. Then we, we amplify it or it moves a little more serious and it becomes a red flag, right? And a red flag is a sign, a warning. It's something that we see in this other, a friend, a family member, a colleague, someone we're dating, having sex with, that indicates that maybe there, that might become a problem or is a problem. But 
you know, the whole point of saying it's a red flag versus a deal breaker is that it's something we're going to track and we're going to monitor. We're going to get more data about it. We're going to get a little bit more information. We're not going to immediately, you know, run out or pull the fire alarm. And then we move to the other end of the continuum, which is a deal breaker, which is regardless of anything else that's going on, how hot you are, how cool you are, how compatible we think we are, how long we've been together, whatever, when this occurs and if this is happening, we're out. Maybe sometimes it's only temporary. Couples will say we need to take a break because this deal breaker occurred. Um, and they come back together if they do the work and the accountability, or maybe they don't. It really depends on what, what, what happened and how it's managed. So deal breakers and red flags are very different things. So again, deal breakers, the farthest end of the continuum, the reasons to leave immediately or to put it on pause are issues, things, behavior, statements that are really gonna be toxic for your mental health and safety right? Where red flags, again, are things that could be a problem, might be a little bit. And then again, pet peeves are just things that are like, you know, kind of annoying, but we've got to hang in there. So let's kind of break down what some of those are. And again, remember, right now in our current time, eh, there's people that fall into, I guess, three camps, those that really manage all this really well. So we're going to just kind of ignore them. Y'all are doing fine. And then there's the people that stay too long in a very unhealthy relationship, making themselves miserable while making their partner miserable, while maybe making their friends and family members miserable because it's hard to watch someone you care about be in something that they shouldn't be in, right? You're unhappy because you know you shouldn't be there. It's not going well, but you're afraid to leave or you think you've put in too much time and effort or you know this other death knell of, well, we're doing it for the kids. Well, your kids need a healthy, happy home life. So it's best to divorce and separate. That's what the kids need. They don't need too miserable parents. Because remember, they're around that energy. And they're around your energy. You're not going to them as a stable, present parent. It actually becomes emotionally abusive for them to be around you or the marriage when it's not going well, especially if there's a lot of violence. Um, so there's those that stay. And then there's those that run with the smallest disappointment, letdown or infraction. And that's why we're talking about the difference between deal breakers, red flags and pet peeves. Some people, something annoys them and they're out. And it's like, great, you'll always be out because there'll always be something that annoys you. So we're going to break down the distinctions. But I just want us to kind of figure out what camp do we land in? Remember, this is a therapy show. It's love line. So we're assessing ourselves. We're learning. We're challenging ourselves. Um, so think about that. Are you, someone who, are you someone who stays too long? Do you tend to have toxic relationships? If you can identify some toxic relationships that you're in, friends, family members, people you're dating, married to, that means you stay too long. If not, that means you maybe either manage and take care of yourself well, or maybe you run and bounce too often. Are you someone who doesn't have many long-term relationships? Do you not have long-term friendships, long-term romantic relationships? Well, then maybe you run too quickly. It's a bad sign, and I say this lovingly and supportively so we can learn and do better, but it's a bad sign if you have no long-term friendships or long-term relationships of any kind or very few. It's a good sign when you have friends that have been there for years, friends with exes, maybe a relationship with some healthy family members. So we want to kind of assess what camp we're in so as to determine what part of all this might be most meaningful. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the difference again between what's annoying, what's a deal breaker, and what's a red flag. It's going to help save your relationships and also your mental health, and also the mental health of those around you. So stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Alrighty, we're back talking about the differences between a pet peeve, right? And then uh, red flags, things to consider, pay attention to bring up, talk about, monitor, and then deal breakers, which is I'm out. You're throwing up those double deuces, not just one double, not just one deuce, the P sign, two of them. You know what I mean? Got to go. Or at least we're putting a pause on this and we're going to do some therapy because some work needs to be done. Okay. So let's break it on down. Uh, We're not going to talk much about the annoyance piece or the pet peeve, which is the one part of the continuum, the the lightest. Just, I want to kind of say quickly, if something annoys you or is a pet peeve, Grow up, be better, manage yourself. Those are not reasons to not have someone in your life. There's always gonna be something that annoys us. Every single person that's in my life that I care about has three to five things that are a little bit of a pet peeve or annoying to me. But we don't kick people out of our lives because they're a mouth breather or they eat with their hands or I don't know, they don't make the bed when they wake up or they drink too much coffee or they burp a lot. Yeah, that annoys you. But part of being in a relationship with anyone, friendship, erotic, romantic, family member, is to have things come up when they're just being themselves and living in the world. Annoyances and pet peeves don't actually negatively impact us. They might make us feel frustrated, but that's your work. Just because someone or something frustrates you doesn't mean they're wrong or bad or need to be different. In fact, that's a moment where we learn where our work is. We have to learn how to calm down. It's also about patience, letting people live their lives. If you're always telling someone to talk faster and get to the point or walk slower, this or that, you're actually telling on yourself, you have work to do. Remember, hear this, it's not the job of other people in our lives to change what they're doing so we're comfortable or happy. We're talking again about annoyances and pet peeves, not red flags, not deal breakers. 
it's our job to calm down and to say, all right, now's the moment where I have to practice letting go and patience and acceptance. They're allowed to chew with their mouth open. They're allowed to eat with their hands. They're allowed to talk fast. You don't have a right to tell them that they have to do it your way so you're comfortable. Your job is to calm down so they can be themselves. But when we feel out of control and we don't wanna do the difficult work of calming ourselves down and regulating and being loving, we try to change other people's behavior and tell them that they're doing something bad or wrong. But here's the thing, there's no right speed to talk or walk. There's no right way to eat. I don't agree. I don't care what etiquette says. Etiquette was something we made up. It's got a very racist, elitist history. People are allowed to eat however they want. Again, pet peeves and annoyances are things that don't actually have an impact on us. They might make us feel a certain way, but that's our work. Remember, triggers are a sign where our work is. If we're triggered and annoyed and bothered, that's for us to work on and heal. And I might have shared this before, but I do a lot of my best work at coffee shops. Coffee shops are like my guru, like my spiritual church, because it's all in there. I have to learn how to deal with people being rude. I have to learn how to let go of people maybe cutting me off in line. I have to learn how to let go of people talking at a volume that's comfortable for me. Remember, I have a sensory integration disorder. I am very overwhelmed by bright lights and loud sounds and also sometimes low undercurrent sounds. There's a lot of different diagnoses for these concepts, but I am always turning the lights down, turning the volume down. I sleep with a noise machine because I'm very much bothered and I will hyper fixate on background sounds. And so if I'm at a coffee shop and people are eating a certain way or talking a certain way or listening to their phone on speaker, which I think is rude as hell, but it doesn't matter, I have to say thank you for giving me an opportunity to work on regulation and patience because they are they're theoretically allowed to listen to their YouTube video on speakerphone even while sitting around others at a coffee shop, technically. They're allowed to tap their foot while they're reading. They're allowed to chew loudly. I don't have a right to say, I don't wanna do the work of calming down and soothing myself, so you need to stop and you need to stop and you need to stop. That's my work. And I also know who I am. I wear earphones. I wear a noise-canceling headset whenever I'm out of the house. Not everywhere, but as often as possible, playing music. It soothes me. It settles me down. Some of this sounds like uh, I'm on the spectrum. In a lot of ways, I am. Um, But I always say, because I move forward with this emotional intelligence and this higher-level functioning, which I'm trying to give all of you to internalize, I always say thank you. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to learn patience. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to learn how to take care of myself, right? Maybe I have to get up and leave. And this is also something that was very frustrating uh, many, many years ago when I was running group therapies. And I'd say to people, if you're in the movie theater and the person in front of you is talking very loudly, sure, you could very lovingly say, hey, um, is there any way you could talk lower? We're trying to watch the movie and it's disruptive. But at the end of the day, move. If you don't like what's happening around you, move your seat. If you don't like what's happening around you at the coffee shop, change your seat, put on headphones, or maybe leave. Yes, you can very lovingly and respectfully make a request, but they don't have to honor it. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves, right? Yes, I also want us to be aware of how we impact others, but we can't force other people into that perspective or that work. But no, do know that I do believe that the that mental health is not just about us looking out for ourselves and regulating ourselves. Mental health is also assessing and being aware of how we impact others. And I want us to, again, always think about how am I impacting others and those around me? Um, that is our work. 
but not everyone takes that on and is aware of that. So I would want someone on their speakerphone in a public venue to think, I wonder if I'm disrupting other people. I wonder if I'm making their day harder. I wonder if I'm negatively impacting them. Maybe I should wear headphones or turn the volume down. Like I do want us to think about that. I saw a picture a long time ago and again, it's, you get to have the perspective you want, but I think our culture has what we call toxic, rugged individualism, where I've shared this on the show many times. I think we're too obsessed with just worrying about us. Um, I only have to worry about myself, not my family. Or I only, I only have to worry about my family, not my neighbors. Or I only have to worry about my neighborhood, not others. Or I only have to worry about the state of California, because that's where I live, not other states. Or I only have to worry about the United States. Or I only have to worry about North America. It's like you can draw and move around that arbitrary line, but I think we're responsible for everything and everyone. I want everyone to have their needs met and basic needs and healthcare and funding. And so I buy from every country. I don't just buy American. I want everyone to have fair wages. You know what I mean? It's bigger than that. So that's my, what I afford. And I remember seeing this story of two people on an airplane eating really smelly, stinky food saying we're doing our thing. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. I do think we need to consider the impact on others. If we're going to bust open some smelly fish, but um, I digress just a little bit, but I love those food examples. Okay. We got to take a break. We'll be back and we're going to talk about the difference between red flags and deal breakers. Promise you it's going to save your relationships. Stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back and uh, we're talking about some relationship saving perspectives. Because again, although this is often the entry point I use, which is more of the erotic or the romantic, we're basically talking about all relationships, right? And we use words like, you know, toxic family members or toxic friendships, but all of it really comes down to a couple core pieces. And before the break, we were talking about the distinction between annoyances, right? Which are really just preferences. And then red flags, which are things that require a little more investigation time with them. We got to we gotta kind of see, but we have a concern. And then finally, deal breakers, which are things where you're like, look, I got to go. And we're going to break down the differences because I think within family, friendships, and romance, uh, we sometimes stay too long. Sometimes we leave too quickly. People are runners, right? Something bothers them. So before the break, we were talking about the lessest form of damage that these things can take, which is preferences and pet peeves, right? Eh, you might not like certain things about them, but they aren't things that are necessarily really going to impact the relationship, or more importantly, they shouldn't. And there are moments we have to learn patience and acceptance, but also realizing that our partners aren't us, we're not them, differences are allowed, and just because someone frustrates us with some things doesn't mean we shouldn't be with them. And uh, everyone will give you a reason to cut them out of their lives. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of annoyances, pet peeves, preferences broken, um, but we hang in there anyway. But when red flags emerge, that's when we have to really start to pay attention. So let's get into these distinctions. So remember, deal breakers, which we'll get to later, which are the more profound ones, are things that are going to cause toxicity, bad for our mental health. But uh, red flags are things that require a little more exploration, right? Red flags are just warning signs. We need to kind of track them, pay attention. So let's talk about the distinction between those two. Well, the first thing I will always say is that violence of any kind is a deal breaker. Uh, what that would mean is it's time to get out of the relationship because whoever's bringing the violence in, and sometimes it doesn't really matter who brought it in, it's been brought in and we've both normalized it, all of us. If there's violence, physical or emotional, it's time to either end the relationship or definitely take a break and do some work, couples work. We don't just ride it out and stick around. That does not just resolve or absolve itself. Once violence has been brought in, we can expect more of it. Violence tends to get normalized, and more importantly, more dangerously, tends to escalate. 
We don't want to create relationships or be in ones where violence is normal. And there's all different kinds of violence. Like I said, there's emotional, there's psychological, there's physical, and then there's what we call implied violence where, yes, they did not literally throw the book at me, but they're slamming and throwing and breaking things around me and near me. That's implied violence. That is still violence. And that is toxic for us, but it's also toxic for kids. Kids should not be in homes around violence of any kind, even if it's just implied. That is you being abusive to them, even though they're not the cause or it's not directed at them. They're around a violent environment. That's abusive. That is, that's a form of child abuse. So we want to be aware of it. If not for yourself, we're doing this for those around us. But I want us to care also just about it coming at us. So any kind of violence, physical or emotional, name-calling, bullying, withholding money, controlling, right? And we talked on another show about toxic monogamy, which are all these toxic things that have been normalized and allowed, like going through someone's phone or through their stuff. Some of that does bump into a red flag or a deal breaker. I do believe some of that is a form of violence. So violence is a red flag and for some a deal breaker. I think it should be more of a deal breaker, but for things that are more emotionally violent, the name calling and the bullying, for some it's a red flag because they say, all right, we're gonna make that not acceptable anymore, we're gonna call each other out, we're gonna do the work we need to do and we can move on. But physical violence is absolutely in all cases a deal breaker. The minute physical violence is brought in, the relationship just ended the minute that that happened and we should be extricating ourselves and um, doing some work. And if you're the person who's being the violent offender, bringing the violence in, you have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work to do and it doesn't matter what caused it or why you think it might be legit. It's never an acceptable solution or response to whatever's going on. Um, So you want to really, really track that. It's a serious problem. Um, Financial stuff. That can be a red flag or a deal breaker depending on what specifically we're talking about. Is this person hiding money from you? Are they taking control of your money, right? Are they stealing your money? What exactly we're talking about will decide whether or not it's a red flag, meaning warning, pay attention and track this, or I was seriously harmed, I can't trust this person, I need to leave. So it's gonna be a little bit case by case, but I'm bringing it up so that there's attention paid to it. How are finances uh, managed in your relationship? What what kind of energies around it? What power dynamics are infused in that? Finances are not neutral, so pay attention to that, right? It might not sound as serious as physical violence, or emotional violence, um, but it really can be toxic and catastrophic. And it doesn't have just to do with those that have wealth. Even for people that are socio-lower economic, this still can be a form of abuse or control, right? Who controls the money? Do you have access to it? Are you allowed to get your needs met? Are you allowed to spend it? Are you shamed around it? Like all of that, all of that really matters. Our mental health is on the line, right? And these things impact it powerfully. Uh, We're gonna take a little break and when we come back, we're gonna keep talking about the difference between red flags and deal breakers because there's a massive difference. And um, right now we're kind of generalizing about the ones maybe that are a little more obvious, but we're gonna spend some time with the lower level ones, which actually tend to be a little more insidious and create more problems. Uh, If you got a DM for us though, drop it in our DMs on our Love Energy page because when we come back, we'll be gliding into those DMs brought to you by Astroglide. So stick around for that and uh, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. So stick around, we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we're back. And now it's time to glide back into those DMs. Gliding into the DMs. All right, this one's a little bit of a long one. Whoa, all right, so hang in there with me, y'all. It's a long one, excuse me. Hey, Dr. Chris, I have a question. 
about intentions in an open relationship. Ah, interesting. This is what the earlier DM was about. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for six years, and we both came into our queerness and our bisexuality. Welcome, welcome. Queerness and bisexuality is a beautiful place to be. I often live there myself. Welcome. Uh, we've agreed to let each other explore with the same gender in sex and dating as long as we're each other's primaries. Beautiful. See, that's where it's about the work in progress we talked about in the earlier DM, you know? What do we need? What do we not need? What works? What doesn't work? Let's try this. We'll tweak it. We'll talk it out. I trust you. You trust me. We have open communication. High five. We got this. So I love this. You don't want limits. Relationships and marriage and all that shouldn't be about limits. It should, getting someone else brought into our life should make our life bigger, more explorative, right? We're not trying to do jealous and anxiety and limits and and control, like work on that if that's how you see things, right? Because you're going to bring yourself into someone's life and make their life worse and harder. This is an example of a couple that's like, let's deal with who we really are, what we really need, and try to figure this out. Uh, we've agreed to let each other explore. I said that in my two experiences with women, they have told me they want it to be casual. So I keep it casual and they know about my boyfriend right off the bat. Beautiful. And that's that's how you be respectful. Everyone has worth and value. Just because someone is a secondary or tertiary, par tertiary partner or one-off, you still are responsible and accountable to them, right? Mental health is considering the impact we have on everyone, even a one-night stand. We don't want to make people's lives harder, more difficult for us having been in them, right? We want people to be better off or neutral. So I already love this so far. You're open, you're honest. Everyone knows where everything stands. That's called informed consent. They know that it's casual. You have a partner. They're telling you that. So far, this is really beautiful. Um, I'm very communicative about how the relationship is going on my end and I listen to their feelings so far. Love this. Love you both. Um, however, all right, here we go. <laughs> this is where dun, dun, dun. This is where I get let down. Just kidding. Uh, however, after about a few months, I feel them wanting companionship and I have to cut it off because it's not what I'm looking for. Okay. That's actually very loving, you know, to say, listen, that's not what I want. It seems like you want more. Let's talk about that. Maybe it's time to end it. I'm not sure if it's because they pretend my boyfriend doesn't exist because a lot of boundaries have been broken on their end. I feel bad when things end and that they feel like I've led them on even though we've discussed the nature of the relationship. You are not responsible and do not feel bad. That's my answer. If you've communicated, you've communicated. You've let them know I have a boyfriend. We're open and this is all I can afford is maybe sexuality or a few casual hangs. But as soon as you want something more committed, more deep, more intimate, more consistent, more frequent, I'm not, I'm not available to do that. And if that's disappointing or hurtful to them, I hope they reflect and say, why am I expecting and trying to push for more than's available? If you've set a boundary and they're wanting more, that means they're not honoring your boundaries. So good for you, hold your boundary, respect your relationship and your partner, and just continue to be open. Um, while acknowledging that some people fall for people, that maybe they enter thinking that they can manage this, they can handle this, feelings grow, and sometimes people are let down and that's okay. Your side of the street is clean if you're taking into account how you impact them, you're letting them know what's available and possible, and you're open with them, and that's all the best you can do. You know, sometimes part of romance and sexuality is bonding occurs, connection. We learn more about someone. We want more from them, you know, but I'm glad that you're holding your boundary and what's available for you based on what you've committed to with your partner. This is part of the game of love. It's part of the game of relationships. Friends fall for each other sometimes, right? So it's kind of how it is, but I like the way you're moving through the world. So props to you. I, I loved that question because it was a beautiful example as to how we can all kind of move through the world and relate to other people, you know? 
Um, all right, y'all, that is our show. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about first dates. But again, this applies to everyone, even if you've been in a 50-year marriage, because it's still basic tips and tricks and things to consider when we're moving through relationships with people. But uh, for those that are trying to set it up right, we're going to talk about things to consider for the first date. And then uh, we'll be talking about some stuff around monogamy, which is kind of just a little bit of a topic that seems to be in the air based on all these questions. If you got a question for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Anything you're wondering about or a topic you want us to cover, something you want us to drop deeper into, put it in there. And uh, past episodes of Loveline, as always, are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face, click on it. Bam, there they are. And uh, hey, maybe pick up my books, Rebel Love and Sex Outside the Lines. You'll learn a lot. It's pretty good stuff. So stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q. And Odyssey will be back. Gliding into the DMs is brought to you by Astroglide. All right, we're back and we're continuing our conversation about red flags versus deal breakers versus uh, just general annoyances and pet peeves. Annoyances and pet peeves, we got to let them go. Everyone brings them. It's our time to practice patience and regulation and boundaries. And again, red flags are the things that we're going to track and keep an eye on. And deal breakers are, you know, things like violence where oh, you just ended our relationship right there with that. Um, what are other things we want to pay attention to? Well, controlling and possessive behavior that would fall under a red flag. Um, again, if once we've tracked it and we've talked about it, we've called it out. If our partner is unwilling to work on it or resolve it, then it really glides into a deal breaker. But the caveat you're going to see or the qualifier in all this is we want to bring these up and forward. And again, if we're in a relationship where we can't even talk about these red flags and our concerns, well, then that's a red flag, right? And if that maintains itself, it becomes a deal breaker. But we want to at least give our partner an opportunity to understand what we're seeing and what we need. That's always what I mandate in couples relationships that I work with is you have to be able to bring up what it's like to be in that relationship. We are allowed to say, hey, I'm struggling with this aspect of our relationship or of your behavior. We have to be in safe relationships where that can calmly be discussed. I tell couples every couple months, you need to sit down, grab a Sunday on a Sunday, sit down for an hour or so and say, let's talk about how it's been these past few months. How has it felt being in this relationship? What do we need to work on? What do we need to change? You do need to do those check-ins. And without those check-ins, sometimes things get resentful. Things get, you know, they bubble underneath. We don't want to let things get that bad. And whether or not our partners are willing to sit down and have those conversations becomes a red flag or a deal breaker. Again, the red flag is that space of we're going to look at this. We're going to talk about this. It's workable. I feel like you're hearing me. I feel like you're in it with me. And we, that happens with friendships. Hey, I'm really struggling with the fact that you don't invite me anywhere or you never really show up. Um, so we're in the red flag area. And if they're not responsive and they don't hear you, we've moved into the deal breaker. But the red flag gives people a chance to know what they, what, what's needed from you. You know, vocalizing and sharing with them is a compliment. So know that if you're on the receiving end, that this person's saying, I care enough about you that I want this relationship to continue. And that's why I'm bringing up my struggles and my concerns. That, that's that red flag area. But if they don't hear you or they're not willing to work on it, we've moved into, we've moved into deal breaker. We shouldn't be in relationships with people of any kind, family members, colleagues, coworkers, loved ones, sex partners, romance partners. If they're never open to sitting down and talking about what it's like to be in a relationship with them and are transparent about what they need from you and open to being critiqued, right? Lovingly with respect, 
done in a relational way, so it's safe, but we have to be open to be being told by others how it feels to be with us. So the controlling and possessive behavior is important. Hey, honey, I started to realize that you've gotten really comfortable telling me who my friends can be, or you know, I've noticed that you've been punishing me when I go out with my friends. That doesn't feel okay to me, and that's toxic monogamy that you think you have a right to control that. I really need you to work on that. I want you to be happy that I'm out with my friends having fun. I want you to trust me. And everything they say and do as a result of that communication tells you whether or not we're moving into a deal breaker. A healthy partner would say, of course I want to work on that for you. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want my presence in your life to make your life harder. And so, yes, I'll resolve that and work on that. Great. But if they're like, you know what, you're wrong and it becomes a big thing and they're not open to hear it and they're not open to working on it, we've moved into a deal breaker because this partner is dangerous. They're not willing to look at themselves. They're not willing to grow and transform. And we have a right to require that from everyone in our lives. You know what I mean? I want people to sit down with their friends and family members and do the same thing. I do that with all of my friends if there's an issue. I bring it to them. Instead of going to my other friends and gossiping, I bring it to them directly. It's called a one-on-one relationship. We don't go to a third, which is called triangulation. We go directly to the person. Yes, we will sometimes go to friends first to talk about how to process it and how to best approach it. But we shouldn't go to our friends to gossip and complain and put down. We go to our friends to say, this is what I'm struggling with. How can I best approach our friend and talk about this? We do it for care and support, right? But again, we want to be in relationships with people where we can do this. So that's how we really kind of flush that out. Um, Jealousy is another one. Jealousy is a red flag because jealousy is sometimes a really powerful, necessary sign of we need more time together right? I miss you. I see you doing all these things or things with other people and I miss our closeness. I wish we were doing that as well. So if you're feeling jealous, ask yourself that. Is that just a sign that you need more time together? Or is it a sign that you're with someone that you can't trust? Because if you're not trusting them, the question then becomes, is it that I need to learn to trust them and it's my work or are they not worthy of trust? And then I probably need to leave. So that's where we go. Red flag is you realizing it's your work, work on it. Deal breaker is I can't trust them. We can't be in relationships with people we can't trust. We don't even have a relationship if we can't trust them. But that toxic monogamy of them trying or us trying to make sure they don't have friends and they can't talk to exes and we want to go through their phones, that is emotional abuse. And that's a red flag. Call it out, resolve it, and if not, it becomes a deal breaker. That is not part of a healthy long-term relationship, those pieces. So really zero in on that. Uh, What else are we talking about? Um, we kind of covered that clinginess again. What's that about? We have to get into that. Um, the clingy thing is an interesting one. I think we're going to have to take a break in a minute. So we'll maybe come back and unpack that because clinginess can also sometimes be a communication like jealousy that our needs aren't getting met. And we have to ask if it's something we need to do or something we need to ask of our partner. It's not always inherently just bad right? We want to say, what is it? What is it a symptom of? What is it trying to resolve? So we'll come back and we'll kind of dig back into that. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. We'll be back. All right, we're back and uh, continue to talk about the difference between deal breakers, red flags, and preferences. Again, I see a lot of relationships ruined by people not making these distinctions. Everyone's going to annoy us. And uh, when we have a preference or something that 
there's a little grading on our nerves in someone that we care about's life and we're a participant in it. We have to work on some boundaries and self-regulation. You know, it's even when I see people thinking that they can comment on other people's bodies or what they're eating, that's really about you. You you have this energy in your body. You're feeling compelled to do something. We, you have to assert those boundaries and that impulse control and keep your mouth shut. We don't have a right to move through the world. Uh, commenting on everyone's behavior. And so if someone's a mouth breather or eats with their hands or talks too fast, that's your role to keep quiet and to settle down. It's patience, it's compassion, it's boundaries. Other people don't need to change their behavior for things that are completely meaningless because they annoy us, right? That we have, that's our work. Now the red flags are things we hang in there and get more data and track and deal breakers are things that are, I'm out. And the, the top deal breakers are really forms of violence and someone in a relationship that's unwilling to deal with an addiction or mental health issue and says, I'm not willing to work on it. I'm not willing to seek help. This is just how it is. We have a right to say, well, I can't be a part of that. So what are some other um, things that we have to kind of differentiate and uh, focus on? Well, showing up late, lateness. Lateness is possibly a preference, maybe a red flag depending. Is this lateness a result of them having an anxiety or ADHD issue? Well, that's outside of their control. So that's just going to have to be under a preference or an annoyance or pet peeve, and you kind of deal with it. This is a mental health issue. This person is not neurotypical. They have a different kind of brain. And as we've said openly on the show about a lot of different things, it's about everyone getting their needs met. We can't have the same expectation on everyone. Just because one person's able to be on time, the other person might have, like we said, an attention uh, issue, trauma, anxiety disorder, and other factors that might not allow them to have that expectation placed on them. It's hard, but everyone has to have different expectations on them. There's no such thing as the same rules for everyone. That's not being mental health focused, that's not being kind, and that's also not being what we now call trauma-informed. Everyone has different needs, different expectations. Um, things like drinking a lot, you know, like we said, someone's relationship to drugs or alcohol depends what we're talking about. Are we talking about a full blown addiction that's having negative impact on your life as their partner? That's one solution and answer versus maybe a red flag. Hey, I'm noticing your relationship to drugs and alcohol is creating issues for me or for you. Can we talk about it? Right. Um, then there's other ones that become really, really interesting. Grooming is another one. Grooming most likely falls under, honestly, a preference. Um, not everyone's going to shower as often as you want, brushing their teeth. But again, maybe push it into the red flag area. Hey, can we talk about this? Because as your erotic or sexual partner, this is what I would need to feel more aroused. And maybe that's going to get in the way and I'm not willing to have our intimacy negatively impacted. And their response to that decides whether or not it moves into deal breaker or it stays a little bit in the red flag area because we're going to work on it a little bit, right? Like these aren't, there's nuances to this. You have to contextualize it. You have to individualize it. These don't always have solid black and white answers, right? Um, I also like this one, the way they treat your friends and family members. To me, that falls more under deal breaker because people either have care and compassion and good ethics or they don't. But for some people, it's more of a red flag where they kind of talk about boundaries and they work through those issues. Um, let's look at some other things. Uh, doesn't introduce you to friends or family members. Well, again, we have to, that's a red flag. We have to get more information. We have to track that. What's that about? You know, is it that they're denying our relationship? Is it that they have social anxiety? Is it that their family members aren't available? You got to figure out what that is. That falls under red flag. What you might be noticing is like the largest umbrella over all of this is we have to have open communication about these things. And again, a red, a bigger red flag or deal breaker is if you're not able to have that in a relationship. Here's another important one. Doesn't have any friends. 
Now, again, red flag. We have to get more information. We have to find out, is that because it's actually a deal breaker? Because this person isn't able to stay in long-term relationships because they bounce out very early at the smallest infractions whenever they're upset because they don't know how to manage conflict? Well, that's a deal breaker because that's gonna be applied to you. Or is it a red flag where they let you know, well, I've moved to a new area or I'm newly sober and had to change my, my social network or some other important factor, right? So again, we're holding space. Red flags are about processing and sharing and discussing, and then we decide where it goes. Sometimes these just fall under preferences. The person might say, I'm not highly social. I don't require a lot of relationships in my life. Well, then that falls under a preference. You wish they had more friends or think they do, but they ideally, that's not what's best for them. Um, what else? Another important one is, I've said this before on the show that when we start dating someone or we have a relationship or a marriage with someone, that's a new person brought in. That should ideally make our life larger. Someone else has been brought in. Some new, new person's been added. It should be additive. If you being in a relationship with someone becomes subtractive because they want you to remove others from your life, well, they're isolating you. They're shrinking your world down. Why? What is that about? Right? Some people think that that's the appropriate way to run relationships. Others don't. So is that a deal breaker or a red flag? Depends on their answer and their reasoning. Some people, it's toxic monogamy. They want to control and own you and they're threatened by everything and they don't want to do their work and they want to protect themselves and they think that the way they protect themselves is by setting tons of rules on you. That's a deal breaker. A red flag would be because they don't really understand another model of functioning because they've internalized what culture's told them and made them think that they should be threatened by things. But they realize, you know what, I do trust you and I wanna trust you. And so I wanna be a positive force in your life. Please, see your friends, go do things without me. That's appropriate, that's healthy. Oh, well, thank God that that was in the red flag box and we kind of process that more. Because again, I think what you have to realize is people come into our lives with different histories. People have been socialized in different ways, taught different values and expectations. And in a relationship, it's about finding common ground or really talking it out and talking it through and sometimes changing our mind and saying, you're right, that's actually a better perspective or that makes more sense to me or that's healthier, right? And that's what this has to be about. So we learn about ourselves and others, not just on the outcome of these conversations, but also the ability and willingness to have these conversations, right? Because we're going to have to have them again in the future. So it, it kind of tells us more about our relational health and their individual health. All right, we're going to take another break and we'll come back and keep breaking this down and then we'll be gliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page and past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Alrighty, we're back and uh, we're finishing up our discussion of deal breakers versus red flags. And again, this applies to every kind of relationship that we have in our lives. We have a lot of different ones uh, and the differentiation of what is a deal breaker, what's just a preference, right? And what's um, a red flag really matters. Sexual incompatibility. So again, this is kind of personal preference. There's a lot of people where sex is a core part of who they are how they do their work in the world on self-esteem, body esteem. For couples, it can be a beautiful resource to maintaining closeness and intimacy. So sexual incompatibility, for some are red flag, meaning let's talk, let's work it out, let's work it through. Others, it's a deal breaker, especially if the partner's like, I'm not willing to work on that, I'm not willing to help resolve that, or it's not important to me. That's gonna be a long-term, really difficult thing. So that's why for some people it's a deal breaker because they might've already had that in a relationship or they're not willing to step into that as the work. Because in every relationship, there's the work to be with that person. Some people are like, I can't with that, right? And for others, it's a red flag. We're gonna work it through, we're gonna talk about it. Um, and again, hold space for that, being a red flag, because for some, they need to be able to work and grow. They might 
have been in relationships with others where that wasn't important, right? Or they were shamed, or they're still in that process of learning and growing. Um, <clears throat> religious differences is another interesting one. Well, a lot of people, for them, it's a hardline deal breaker. Uh, for others, it's a red flag, meaning their partner requesting they convert to a religion or, or whatnot might be a red flag or a deal breaker because they're not willing or the inverse saying, you know, I'm of a Jewish faith. I need my partner to be as well, et cetera, et cetera. That's a little bit up to you how much of a deal that you want that to be. Personality differences is another interesting one. Really depends on what we're talking about. You know, we're not, we're not looking for our twin. And uh, we know that what makes the most long-term happiest relationships are actually having a true friendship and liking your partner, right? It's not the absence of conflict. It's not that we are a perfect match and we don't have to have similarities. We can have differences, but what are those differences? Because again, we learned through this rough time that ethical political differences for many are a deal breaker if their partner or potential partner has ethics and politics that are rooted in the violence and oppression against other people, well, it's a hardline deal breaker. For others, it's a red flag. They wanna find out more, they wanna explore more, and maybe they wanna educate and help someone learn and grow. You know, some people are open to that. Also, introversion versus extroversion. <clears throat> you gotta kinda see how that plays out and what that means. And that's why dating apps, these are really uh, hard, to, hard to really qualify. Someone might say they're an introvert or indoorsy, Eh, I don't really know what that means or to what extent, right? And so we, that's where, with, if we're talking about a dating app, most things are gonna be more of a red flag. You need more information, you gotta find out versus complete deal breakers, although again, those do exist. If you're sober and they say that their socialization revolves around a lot of partying or drug use and drinking, for you that might be a deal breaker because that puts your physical and mental health on, you know, at risk versus a red flag meaning, well, is that because you're single and a lot of your friends and single people tend to go out to bars and drink and party more or is that really an important part of you for your socialization? And that's where again, that distinction between red flag versus deal breaker. Red flag means we have to learn more, find out more and deal breakers is pretty solid. And if you really, if you're listening, the core theme in all of this is humanity and the dating apps don't give us the experience of finding out and exploring more. And that's why this whole topic's really been about the real time ability to, to explore versus apps, which we talked about this, I think it was on uh, two nights ago show, um, that apps only give us access to these quantified questions and themes that really do need a lot more exploring and unpacking. They're not as black and white as the apps present them. Here's your height, here's your weight, here's your religion, you know, here what you smoke or you don't. And it's like, eh, most of those we need a lot more information, but they're presented as deal breakers. Black and white, gotta choose. They're really red flags. I need more information. I gotta find out what that looks like in real time. And, and is there any, you know, movement in there? Can I help influence, you know? So a lot of those have to take time. And that's why dating, as I say to everyone, if we're talking about app stuff, you gotta meet them in real time as soon as possible. Get on the phone, go on a date, when in doubt, go out, because these are experiential things. These are not what we call searchable goods, where you can just type in, I need shoes, they need to be this color, here's the fit. I can look at the picture and I understand all I need to understand. People are multidimensional. We have to look at that in real time, right? And that's why we don't meet someone on an app and go get married. We actually go on dates first because we have to see what that looks like when it's brought to life, when the person's before us. It's all important work though because again, the whole point of this topic was that some people bounce way too soon and they keep themselves single, right? By not understanding these distinctions. They think that a pet peeve or a preference is good enough to kind of kick someone out of their life and it's not. That means you have to do your work, right? But again, if we're not in a relationship with someone that we can have these transparent, 
honest conversations, well, we'll never really get to the root of things. And that itself is the larger issue. So do this work. There's actually, I found out in some of the research for this topic, um, there's some card games that really elicit these questions. And so early on in dating, there's some really cool card games where you can build some intimacy by asking questions on different topics. You, should, you could probably Google for free as well, but check out some of those games. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to be gliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop it in uh, our Loveline IG page DMs and uh, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Anything you're wondering about, ask us uh, any topics you want covered, let us know, but give us a follow back. We're always posting some good stuff over there. Um, and when we come back, yep, we're gonna be gliding into those DMs and then kind of closing out the show. So stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and Odyssey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we're back now. It's time to glide into those DMs, courtesy of Astroglide. Gliding into the DMs. 
This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, currently live in Utah. All right, Utah is a beautiful, beautiful place. I've never been. Tons of friends that actually often visit, go to hike, Zion. Uh, I have two friends that live there. I've seen photos, videos, stunning, stunning stuff. You live there where they are becoming more accepting of the LGBTQIA community. I'm sorry, I've heard that. However, religiously, I feel torn. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, it's kind of like you have to choose between Christianity and being a Mormon out here. Only where you are, because you actually don't. <laughs> right? Uh, I just can't pick up, pack up and leave. Otherwise, I'd go to a place where I didn't have to choose. I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to balance religion and sexuality. Yes, uh, start by doing some research. There's tons of amazing books, both on how Christianity is actually about uh, supporting LGBTQIA community. Uh, God does not disown them. Uh, you know, again, that community uh, is definitely a product of and supported by. And also there's tons of books psychologically written around how to heal from that. There's tons of therapists that specialize in that, but build community. We really need to surround ourselves. If we're of any exploited, marginalized community, I'm sorry, if we're of any marginalized or exploited identity, we need to build community. We need to find, connect with, and see others that are like us. Tons of amazing Instagram and Twitter communities. I love technology because it allows us to connect with others. Uh, tons of resources. None of this work is ever easy. If we need to enhance confidence that's outside of the white cis hetero, you know, norm, then that's what we need. And not everyone's up to doing the work, but you need to read some books, right? Because you have to reorient your thinking and learn. You have to unlearn. It takes decades. Um, build community, like I said, maybe get some therapeutic support. And also you have to have difficult conversations with those in your life because you want to be around those that actually value and support who you are, right? And so that's where the difficult work comes in, but it's very possible. I, I know tons of people that have done that work. I know tons of people that are currently doing that work. Our mental health is tied to how safe and accepted we feel um, within our lives, right? But unfortunately, historically, and a lot of us culturally have bought into that you can't both be Christian or Catholic and also gay or trans, which you can. God is bigger than these labels. God is gay. God is straight. God is trans. God is cis. God is beyond and, and uh, you know, <laughs> trans, trans, uh, what's the word? Um, transcends all of those concepts. You think a being as powerful and as great as that would be hung up on these labels and social constructions that we as small-minded humans have created that create oppression and violence? I think not. I think not. Uh, and also, most importantly, finally, dun, 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 you need to find a faith community that also supports who you are. And there's tons of them. Nadia Bowles Weber is a phenomenal person that comes to mind immediately. She has tons of books out there. Uh, she is also on her IG and she has sermons on her IG. Um, Brandon Robertson uh, is also an amazing person, human rights activist. He's a Christian minister. And you can find him on IG and Twitter, just like Nadia Balls Weber. And he also has tons of books out about his own journey. He was of the Mormon faith, uh, was kicked out. Also Trey Pearson, he's a musician and he talks and his music is about that. So connect to these individuals, um, all phenomenal, all explaining how all is well. Don't worry, don't panic. But again, if you're noticing, we are and how we feel about ourselves, a construction of all the messages and ideals and things that are around us. So really work on creating the things that reflect back and support who you are. Awesome work, valuable work. And also for those that are within those faith communities that maybe aren't LGBT, LGBTQIA, I can't speak today. Uh, grow up and be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop harming people. If you don't agree, keep your mouth closed. Go do some work and work on it and work through it. We have to get rid of the body shaming, the sex 
negativity and the queer phobia. You know what I mean? Like it's time. It's time. All right, y'all. That is our show. If you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveland IG page. Thank you, Astroglide, uh, as always, bringing us those DMs. Um, yeah. Past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face and click on it. Tons of old episodes there to post, share, binge. And uh, check out my books, Sex Outside the Lines and Rebel Love. Both of them are rooted in mental health, dating, sex, body love, sex positivity, all sorts of amazing stuff. So check that out. And uh, hey, the day's not over. You know, still more time today or tomorrow to focus on what? Self-care, tons of joy and pleasure. Rest, rest, rest. And I don't just mean sleep, right? That's right. And uh, find some things to kind of build in, you know. Um, But thanks for being a part of the show, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, join us then. As always, thanks for hanging out. And you all enjoy the rest of your night. Gliding into the DMs is brought to you by Astroglide. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.